Good one. Cheers. Welcome Cheers. in. Mm. Pretty excited about this beer. Pretty excited about this podcast. No puns allowed. I called it the right name. Uh, I was I was waiting for it. Also excited about my koozie, Golden Tea PGA Tour. You should get one for the holidays. Little uh, a little plug. Can, I, yeah, I have one in my basement. It's amazing. Um, but we will talk a little bit about that. But we have football to talk about first and foremost. Municipal, looking good. We've Speaking got like some interesting color. Yeah, you've got. Yeah, I got like, a new I'm color still... in this jacket. I very yeah. much love these jackets, and I I text our guy being like, "Hey, if I could get this jacket in another color, that would be great." So, repping our uh, our friends well, at Municipal. I'm wearing a like a summer golf shirt. It's snowing here. Don't care. Um, okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I am summer golf shirt. Like it's not a seasonal thing for me. It's don't care all the time. So Municipal. Um, a lot, a lot. We'll talk game day upset too, because it is. There's some fun uh, there's some upsets that have been going on over the last couple of weeks. But we appreciate our friends at yes. Municipal and Municipal.com. And, and using No Punts Twenty to get twenty percent off, guys. Come on, can't not, beat it. Buy it for your not, friends and family. Yeah, holidays. For the holidays. Have you, you gotta started? start shopping early? Oh, of have course you I start shopping. Have you? I have not. Um, which probably doesn't shock you. I have not. No. Um, but I am ready. Like Thanksgiving, I do have some turkey updates for later in the yes. show. Like this is the this is the time to get moving. Christmas tree is up, though. All right, it's that's up. Big. Yeah, it's up. So we're getting seasonal up in here. I've watched the Grinch twice already in the last week with my kids. So in any event, let's talk some college football. We need to start in a tough spot, which is with Virginia. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we this show this pod is silly and dumb and fun, and we try to keep it light because this is a sport we shouldn't take. Too seriously, but it would be weird not to at least talk about what's going on at Virginia. It's hard to like even put it into words. Um, I know their game now against Coastal Carolina, which I was looking forward to from a pure football standpoint, is canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I were talking about this last night. Um, do they play? Do they not? I thought the comments that from the administration was basically, we'll talk to our players. Not yeah. that we'll put it in our hands and we'll consult. Clearly, they're not in a position to do it, which is completely understandable. The season might be done, which also would be completely understandable. Um, it's terrible. Tony Elliott watching that press conference, like it was, that's heartbreaking. So I don't know much else to say other than it's about as a horrible situation as you could possibly envision. And I, um, you hate reading this stuff. You hate reading it any anywhere. You read about it way too much. But when it involves a sport that we love, it feels particularly close to home. So it's just, it's just horrible. Yeah. And of course our, our thoughts are certainly with those players of first and foremost, um, who, you know, are on that team and lost teammates, friends, basically brothers. Um, and then also to those families who, who lost, you know, kids, which is just, um, incredibly sad. And That's horrible. like you said, it, it is just, it's one of those things as like a sport collectively, all of us were just, uh, it just, it's hard to do your job and continue to do this. You and I have had many conversations about this with just society in general and continuing doing yeah. the show during tough weeks for us. Um, and it is really hard. And so, like you mentioned, like it would be hard for us to not mention it on the show because it's it's certainly a part of, of our community and, and you hate to see that happen really anywhere. But Yeah, we didn't record a pod earlier this year because of like 
gun violence, right? Not yeah. to make it political, but it's just, it is horrible. We are, this show will be fun. We will get goofy with things, but it's hard not to at least acknowledge it. And again, Tony Elliott, one of the nicer coaches I've ever interacted with. And you could see him, like you could see it pouring out of him and talking about it. I can't imagine a first-year head coach dealing with this. I know that's secondary to all the things that other people are going to. But Virginia, y'all, we are behind you in every respect. It is also, by the way, very cool to see Virginia Tech, like volleyball players, wearing shirts supporting Virginia. Yeah. Like through all this, you see some the connections from other coaches, uh, staffs that have worked with Tony Elliott, right? Like mm-hmm. you see this, it really does hit a lot of people in a lot of places. Um, and it, there's camaraderie, there is unity amid sadness. And it is it is really nice to see. Yeah. Um, now, we do transition awkwardly and painfully to football things. Yeah. You and I recorded um, a a show last night. I do, we have to talk about this. So you and I are doing a playoff ranking show uh, with BR, which has been a lot of fun, mm-hmm. even if all the commenters are pigs and telling you like like women shouldn't be in all that shit. I am so tired of that shit. Um, Did you but, see it this week? No, I still don't want to look. Like it's like I can't. I don't look it, back at it, but I see them when we are live, and it's it. Um, yeah, they're it's very interesting. I mean, some of them are just it's weird that people just feel the need to comment on what don't I read look the comments. like or why I. No, no, no! Don't, 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 don't read the comments. I learned to that very fair, early. Though, there are a lot of very supportive people in there. Lots of people the, calling mostly, me out by name. Mostly are. positive. Yeah, no, and it's it's been it's been a lot of fun. The the part of this though that was funny is the they do this shit every year. They do the rankings between two very interesting basketball games. And of course, the fucking basketball game goes to double overtime. <laughs> so as you and I are getting ready, I jinx this uh, yep. by saying, of course, it's going to go to OT. And as we were waiting, and we waited for, I don't know, we, an hour? We were, in there, we were in there for like an hour and 15 minutes, almost an hour and a half, sitting in like a basically a waiting room of like live stream. Not like, I mean, we weren't live, but we were like behind the scenes with the producer and everything. Uh, producer and director just listening to our conversations but we and then I was watching the game on a, a live stream on my computer too but it was uh very entertaining but it was your fault it was a thousand percent your fault so we didn't finish closer we were like done so tired it was so late <laughs> I was so tired I Speaking got upstairs of, wait, how did bedtime go because I know for those this is another behind the scenes oh, so yeah. Adam and yeah. I do this show and usually the rankings happen and then we'll record the podcast after just to like keep it kind of rolling and last night they were later, so we're like, all right, we'll record tomorrow our usual day. And then, um, you know, sometimes Adam will go do bedtime and then come back and we'll do podcast. Yes. Did you miss bedtime? Did I they wait up for you? What happened? No, I missed bedtime. Uh, the kids went down. My daughter put up the biggest fight of the three, two boys okay. and a girl. And she was out, so I didn't really get a chance to see her that yesterday much at all. So there was some, some, some hard... Uh, bedtime feelings from the oldest of the group but yeah did did end up in bed and then i got a very early wake up hug this morning like way earlier hug than i'd like a hug um <laughs> but but that's oh, all right that's part that's part that's of the game so sweet yes so but also i will say oldest daughters will hold a grudge so just be careful oh yeah no no tonight, tonight that's the one you gotta worry about yeah, yeah. they don't forget they don't forget so, and they will hold no, you accountable the, for something you said you said after you were gonna this, be there for bedtime after this, we're gonna go do some 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 holiday Legos. Like that's the we got that going on in the house. Okay. Gonna drink a little Bailey's. Not my daughter, probably me. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, but it was it was fine. So the rankings themselves, 
um, like it's like a mix. Like so, they were sort of anticlimactic in a sense that mm-hmm. like th- we're in this weird holding pattern in one sense, mm-hmm. and then the yeah. other hugely important Pac-12 yeah. deep shit outside of USC, which we kind of knew. And oh, I think did that, we know that? Or well, okay. Um, we knew that after uh, Sunday morning, we knew the Pac-12 was in deep shit. Some of okay. us were were having expressing confidence. Somehow, you've managed to turn me into the Pac-12 homer on this pod, which is a miracle. Which is funny because like, in our live stream, people were calling me the homer for the Pac-12, and I was just saying that like USC still does have a chance, and they're more likely to get in than the ACC if they win out. You know, I was thinking about that since we did it. Their schedule sucks. I it, it would be a sh- it would be a shock to me if they won. They won't. They their I, next three I, games. Well, yeah. They, if Clemson wins out and is a twelve and one Pac twelve champ or Pac twelve champ ACC champ, there is no way they get in over the same with for USC. No, U- USC is going to have to play UCLA, Notre Dame, and Oregon. The Pac-12 is the most teams ranked right now. Like, like and it's, USC's that's had a, to play most of them. So, like, it, Oregon, you're not going to – and also head-to-head, they're going to have the advantage because Clemson lost to Notre Dame. So, if God. that happens, that you you like, the, the ACC is in the worst spot out of everyone, um, in my opinion. But it was interesting that people were saying that. And then, of course um, – so, the top four obviously stayed the same. It was – yes. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU. People were really mad that that TCU, um, that Michigan was ranked a, a, above TCU. Actually, I was looking through some of the comments, and I looked up their strength of schedule because everyone's like TCU hasn't played anybody, and everyone's like Michigan hasn't played anybody. TCU's strength of schedule is much harder than um, than uh, Michigan's. Michigan's, yes, but for the last half of the the season. Michigan has the second-ranked toughest schedule going forward. Yeah, which, they have to play I mean, Iowa in the Big they, Ten Championship game. <laughs> like, which we will get to. Again. But, um, yeah. Yes. No, I – so TCU is going to sort itself out, I mm. think. And um, now I every year we're searching for chaos. And I do think – we say it. I do think we're entering a, a realm where that could be possible. If mm-hmm. these teams continue to win, Georgia is obviously going to be in the playoff. Um, there was a discussion. I wanted to bring this up because we didn't really talk about this on the, um, I was going to say the pod, but on the show, LSU wins the SEC, right? Mm-hmm. So LSU beats UAB, which is still a weird game, by the way. I want to talk about that Tough game. game I, don't know, I don't know what to do with it, even though they're like 14 and a half. Okay. Uh-huh. But so LSU beats UAB, they beat A&M, they beat Georgia. Um, so what do you do here? So now the discussion, and I guess this discussion was happening on ESPN when we were doing our show, is Georgia is still obviously in. Yeah. But but the lot the general thought is that Tennessee would get in over LSU. So let's 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 do this scenario. Wait. Let's get okay. Wait let's a minute. Get, so the thought is that if they're a conference champion. Well, the, the, it, the, the idea is that no matter what, because they're a two-loss team, they're not getting in. Well, here, I'll play it out. So, George, so Ohio State wins out, yeah. is in. Mm-hmm. Okay, Georgia loses, but is still obviously going to make yeah. the playoff. 
Tennessee beat LSU 40-13. Handedly. And would finish with one last loss. But LSU would win the conference. I don't think that's going to happen, by the way. But we're, we're going to do either. this hypothet- hypothetical game. Would you yeah. have three SEC teams make the playoff? No. You don't I would think leave so? Tennessee, I would leave Tennessee out. LSU is a conference champion. They, I, and if, and here's, here's this. I test wise, I do think that Tennessee deserves to be in over LSU. Okay. But in terms of like criteria that we've established for these teams and having them get in, you shouldn't, it's like LSU should be rewarded for making the, the title game in their conference and winning it and beating the number one team in the country. I think it would create a really unique decision for the committee, which it really hasn't We're, had. You, you're not going to leave out a that would with in this situation. Does the Pac-12 and both the ACC have their their champions have two losses? Yes. Okay. Um, well, if they, well, hold if on. Those, if Let's those see. conferences have so, say USC loses. Okay. Okay, and say yeah, say USC loses a game, and say Clemson and and or UNC loses a game. You'd have to have both of them lose a game. Well, which is probably not going to happen. Happen exactly. So you're going to have a one loss ACC champ. You're going to have one. We think. So the argument would because the Pac-12 would override Tennessee sitting there. That's just yes how it's going to go. But I would say. You would be looking at putting Tennessee in over a one-loss ACC champ, and I think uh, I I think that most people watch the game would be like, yeah, you and would have do three that. ACC teams in Ohio I, State. I, I, to but be then clear, you could make that argument for Michigan though. For sure, Michigan would. So probably then you be, would have to pick between Tennessee and Michigan. They're not going to do it because they're going to. They would have the, two but teams even in that, that situation. I guess, but even that is is a really interesting argument. If Michigan loses to Ohio State, okay, and Tennessee lost to Georgia at Georgia, Michigan loses to Ohio State at Ohio State, ten- Tennessee's strength of schedule is light years better than Michigan. Mm-hmm. Light years. I think Tennessee will get in above Michigan. Not yeah. light years. I mean, I'm if you're putting them head to head, but I just I think there's a there's a I just want chaos. Right. That's Here's all I the thing. want. I don't mind them making the decision, but in terms of like how they've talked about the committee, them is who I'm referring to. Um, yeah. The way that they've set up um, conference champions as like such a factor in this. I agree. You can't just change that to get the better team in. You've set, and it should, and we have this conversation every year. Should it be the most deserving? Should it be, you know, the teams that are the best? Okay, well, if we're going to actually make it the best four teams in the country, then yeah, you put Tennessee in. But the I, fact also, too, if you have an LSU team that beats Georgia, the argument could be, too, if you're looking at it, that that's technically one of the best four teams in the country right now because they beat the number one team in the country. I, and um, they, you know what I mean, despite having two losses. So I don't, I, don't, I don't know that they would get – I would think they would stick to conference champions, honestly, because that's what they're going to do when it expands. Um, yes, no, but I, I love this scenario because, because conference championship weekend has gone way too to form in the past, way yeah. too to form. Uh, even Alabama beating Georgia last year simplified it a lot. And yeah. so all the, like, 
we've had very little drama. In fact, I, I remember this was a fun memory. I was at the Big Ten Championship when Ohio State kicked the living shit out of Wisconsin with Cardell Jones, which was amazing. Watching Cardell Jones warm up, and I called all my friends. Bet all your money on Ohio State. This guy's amazing. Uh, that that was awesome. And there was some drama there. I think with TCU. But Ohio State was so overwhelming that they made the playoff and they, and they won it. And so you have a scenario here, and that doesn't include, like if TCU wins out, which it very well could, mm-hmm. and if USC wins out, there's there's probably not a lot of drama to this. Those That's your playoff yeah. teams, I think. No, it's right? Georgia, Ohio State, TCU, TCU and USC. And USC. Yeah, I, I agree. Unless Georgia loses. Let's just assume Georgia wins. Um and, but if not, it could get very weird. Tennessee yeah. is this really weird case because they have South Carolina and Vanderbilt, and they should win both those games by a lot. And they're probably going to drop like fucking 80 points in each just to be like, now what? Mm-hmm. So um, I just get excited. I want I want the committee to squirm. We only got a few more cracks at this thing to get the committee to squirm, and it looks like we may have it. But and, There's and going the whole- to be something that it's either going to be – you know, you have the argument of, you know, an ACC champ versus a Pac-12 champ getting in. Yes. Um, if TCU wins out, it's going to be between those two conferences. You Even if TCU loses and still is the, the Big 12 champ, you could have three conference champions that all have, you know, one loss. And then you go I, down to resume and then you probably put USC in because their resume is going to look better based on how the rankings are set up now and strength of schedule, all I, that. So I, I feel really bad picking against TCU every week. And um, let's just say I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm back on my bullshit. Uh, so yeah, here's I'm the, back th- my here's bullshit. the thing. I actually wanted to discuss this because are we not giving TCU enough credit? Like I, I felt kind of bad in the chat yesterday. People were like, TCU should be fourth. This is where they deserve to be. And like, look, I, I'm fine with them being there now. They're undefeated. I get it. But do I think they're one of the best four teams in the country? No. You know, but they've they've won games. So they've won they've won games, and it's what if I they think just like make a joke out of all of us? Because I think every single person in media has been like, TCU is going to lose, not if it's when. You know what I mean? What if they What if they actually come out of this? Well, I, I think there's a good chance too, right? So you look at the schedule, which I looked at. You know, even their win over SMU, SMU is playing great. SMU might beat Tulane, spoiler alert. You beat Oklahoma, who was ranked at the time. You crush Oklahoma. You win at Kansas, who was ranked. You beat Oklahoma State, who is still ranked. Win over Kansas State is aged nicely because Kansas State's playing well. Then you got West Virginia, you've got Texas State. Like, and then Texas, obviously. None of these wins are like season-defining wins. It's a series of like... Gutsy, like gritty play, gritty play, which people don't like. We did this with Cincinnati last year. Remember that stretch of games where Cincinnati had against shit teams where they were like not winning by a lot. There was like four or five games in a row. Now it's a different argument because TCU's schedule is much more challenging. But you look at that schedule still, and you're like, is it that challenging? Yeah. Well, and we did metrics say it is Notre Dame too. Like, and then they get to the playoff and they get the shit kicked out of them. So it's like. Are we set, like, I don't know. I think TCU right now is being appropriately ranked, but I, I got to be honest, like this fucking point spread this week, I, I, I can't get over the fact that you have a Baylor team that just lost 
what, 31 to 3, that's only a two and a half point underdog this week. So, yes, it's it's a little odd for me. People are betting on them to to lose. That's that's tough. Oh, yeah, people are betting on them to lose. Um do we need to talk about Oregon? No? Good. We can just I mean, we can just talk about the fact that you were so confident in Oregon making Fuck. the playoff that I told you that this was going to happen. I told you. And our last hope is USC. And I'm I I'm, just I really, I say our last hope, like I really care that much, but I, I want there to be good football games and I think USC would definitely make it entertaining. Um, but I think they'd be a, a better matchup for some of the other, um, teams than TCU, but it is, it is kind of amazing by the way that USC is having this kind of year that they haven't had in forever. Mm-hmm. And now it feels like we're underrating USC. We are. We're not talking about people who are like, they're so overrated. They're so overrated. No. Like, in like, what way? No one's talking about them. Everybody bought in on Oregon. They were like, oh, Oregon's going to be the one that's our, our our hope for the playoff. And it's like, actually, USC is the last hope. No, it, it's pretty amazing. Um, I think uh, I, I Lincoln Riley is a magician. And, and Caleb Williams, by the way, is going to be the. But the Drake May Caleb thing next year, like, I am here for that. Like, that is going to be a great deal of fun when we get there. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but when we get there. Yeah, so Oregon sucks. Wow, you're already putting transfer portal things out into the the world. No, they are going to stay. Well, I did was like, hey, Drake, like, Nick Saban, like, you know, pulls up in a car full of money. Oh, you mean draft purposes. You mean draft purposes. I'm talking draft purposes. Oh, okay. I was thinking you meant, like, a QB battle where Drake may go. No, but I am all for Lane Kiffin, like, literally pulling up a Brinks truck with, like, a horn, like, like a Woody Woodpecker Come horn, on, yeah, Jake. yeah, yeah. I'm not doing. I'm not doing another Woody Woodpecker impression. But just imagine <laughs> that scene of him like, "Come on, Drake, get in," while he's at Auburn. Um, I, I, I actually let let's sidebar for a sec. This is not on the dock, but I have talked to some people about this that the transfer portal they believe is going to be absolute fucking banana like bananas bonanza crazy this year and that they think that it's like a couple weeks away from half like the season's almost over and you've got coaches that are going to try and be hired quickly right which you're already seeing you have a coach that has been hired at charlotte mr biff pogey is it pogey or pogey i i have a sidebar I mean, story you know it. i'm not good with names yes um I've, I've known him. So, so, but I do think it's been a distraction for the playoff and the bowl season. You have like a signing day. I think the transfer portal is setting up to be fucking crazy. And I'm both excited and a little anxious about it. So prepare yourself. We are a couple of weeks away from that. So and ready. it's going to be very, very hard to follow. So just a little quick sidebar there for people that I've been talking about that. Um, yeah. One guy that's probably not going to leave is Mr. Harold Perkins. Um, what the I, fuck? I thought, okay, so both of us thought that Arkansas was going to win that game. To be fair, they didn't have their starting quarterback, which is, okay. But the, Bullshit, I also thought by the way, back, bullshit. Yeah, but I also thought their backup did a really great job, and they were in that game. Um, but, yeah, poor Arkansas just had to deal with Harold Perkins Jr., who just destroyed them in every aspect. I I wanted to read through some of the stats he had 
Eight total tackles, six of them solo, four sacks, one QB hurry, one pass breakup, and two forced fumbles. His bend, not to get all scouty, but the way he can like contort his contort, body yes. and it's to get wild. under tackles, it is wild. Oh, um, it was so it was entertaining to watch. I was kind of mad because obviously I bet on that game and I was pissed, but I was like, oh, stop being so good, but also, yeah, you're still gonna be here for so much longer. I mean, like, so there's Will Anderson y vibes to him for sure. Yeah. Um, and the fact that his first that Harold Perkins, it's such like a great like a just a name. kick-ass name. Like, yes, Harold Perkins. Harold. 44-year-old. Uh, yeah, who with glasses family of five. Yeah. yeah, 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 Harold Perkins. <laughs> and, but he is like, like, um, there was a play, oh, shit, was that last week or which, where he's, uh, no, it was, I think it was in Alabama where he's just running, dude, like sideline to sideline is just scary. And yeah. Brian Kelly, in speaking about him too, is just kind of like, yeah, we knew he was good, and he's probably going to get a lot better. Like, he's not even fully, like, he's going to gain size. Developed, yeah. True freshman. It is wild that that LSU team, by the way, their two most impactful players were not on the roster last year. And so when you think about it, like, you go get a transfer quarterback, and you get a, a true freshman who was highly coveted mm-hmm. that is as advertised. That is sort of the formula to win in college football right now, by the way, yeah. is recruit and hit on somebody like that and then go get a QB that will do what Jaden Daniels has done, which has been everything you could ask for and more. So, But that guy is um, – I think I, – I will very selfishly say I want a defensive player to win the Heisman. It's not going to be the Will Anderson year. Thought maybe he had a chance. Um, this one, this is one to watch. We got two cracks at the Heisman. Can LSU put enough around and win enough games? I know. I know. So he, he is really good. Um, all right. So (laughs) from very good to, and I have to pull this up. To laughable. Okay. That's a little aggressive. The Big Ten West. (laughs) I mean... Y'all let Sorry, Iowa... you can say it. You almost said it. No, you no, almost, no. You almost, you almost <laughs> gave me the full fu page. That no, was, no, no, that was great. No, 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 no. The, the, the. the I was gonna say fucking embarrassing, but <laughs> um, so the funny part about this, I don't know the full tiebreaker scenarios, right? But there was a tweet that no team controls its own destiny, which is great. Jeez, like, there's, really? it's like a shitty math problem, is what the Big Ten West is. So the current standings right now, uh, Purdue, I think, is technically in front. But you have four teams that are four and three, Purdue, Illinois, Iowa, and Minnesota. Iowa and Minnesota play this week. We will talk about that football game. Um, And then they play Nebraska. And then they play Nebraska (laughs) in a game that, frankly, well, Nebraska almost won that game last year. But um, (laughs) it's just, you know, just frankly. So, so Iowa <laughs> is in a position to make the conference championship. Mm-hmm. I, Big Ten. How do you feel? Big Ten. Again, for the second straight year. Like, for the second. So, okay, how do I feel? Um, and you can't fire your coach after that, so. <laughs> Kirk's going to get a raise after this. Him and his son, they're going to get raises. They're going to get statues. Actually, Kirk probably will get a statue. But there's should, like, but... no, no, it's uh, it, it is it is hilarious. OK, the Big Ten West is hilarious. I had to fill in a question for 
we, we answer Bleacher Report questions every week. Expert, mm-hmm. expert, air quoting this for people that can't see video. Expert questions. And it's like, what what game outside of, you know, ranked games are you most interested yeah. in? And I put this one, and I apologize the entire time because I am so sorry. The total, where where are we at for total watch? We could talk about this now, I suppose. Yeah. It is 32 and a half. Now, there's some historical references that this would be one of the lowest totals in football, like college football. In recent memory, certainly. I can't remember a total this low. Mm-hmm. Um I, I'm kind of leaning into all this. Iowa gets into the Big Ten Championship game. Of course, they're going to get crushed, crushed. by two teams that they already were crushed by. Yeah. It also would be amazing. <laughs> like, I want this to happen very badly now. I mean, I'm kind of down for it. For you, I think it would be kind of funny. But what an embarrassing division. Get rid of fucking divisions. Divisions. They're going to be the last. Because they haven't announced that they're taking them away, right? Well, it's like the conferences well, are changing, and like yeah, I was going to say they'll probably do it when they when you get USC and UCLA. You but, can't. Um, you can't have this. But everybody I mean, else has has said I mean, all of their power fives are based on best teams now. Right? Which oh no, not sense. the SEC, not the, not SEC. the SEC, and and it'll be interesting to see how they do that. But yes, it should be based off of. But also, if you're the SEC, like you've had an Alabama team who didn't play in a championship game get in, so you don't necessarily want to change that until the playoff expands probably yeah the playoff then expansion will, will drive it too i mean yeah but but it is like big 10 you you can't you can't have this now this last little ditty before we get into games i'm gonna mm-hmm. just let you take it away i am i literally wrote in the doc i'm gonna say it i think they need to fire jimbo You have the money. The money. I don't know. I I know it's a, a lot of money, but like they have eighty-six million it. dollars. It's so bad, and I know they're gonna. I know they're not going to. They're gonna give him time, but they're just gonna fire him in the middle of next year anyway. Why not just do it now? Um. So it's eighty-six million dollars. You wouldn't have to pay all that. You could negotiate a buyout down mm-hmm. to, I don't know, forty 50. or fifty million. It's gonna be the new. What was the name of the? Uh, Badia, Danny, who was the, was it a Mets player that got paid? Bobby Bonilla. Yeah. Where yes, they're just thank paying you. Him. Yes. Uh, what? Yeah, I can't believe you didn't know that to razz me. Well, Paul Sorry. Chris, <laughs> Paul Chris was owed 17 million. I think they got, he got 10 or something along those lines. 12, yeah. I mean, 10, this, I think. they can, they can negotiate it down, but I, I don't think it's going to change. If he, unless he makes a staffing change and gives up, you know, play calling, I don't think it's going to get any better. Well, they, they don't have. Any they're going to have either. a mass exodus in the transfer portal. See how those mass NIL deals exodus. are written. Wait for it. Yeah, the they're it. Those guys are gone. They can get NIL deals other places. Well, we talked about last week too with recruiting starting to take a hit. I mean, there's some good. I mean, it's this is wild. Like, get Lane Kiffin there. I'd love to see yeah. Lane Kiffin with this roster. Because, yeah. like, with all this offense and everything else, like, oh, my God. But uh, I, if, if there was any program that could stomach firing someone with 85 or whatever million guaranteed. Dollars. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, yes. Yeah. 85 only. They'd be like, are you kidding? Like, double it. But um, I feel like you could be in a – you could put yourself in a really tough spot because, one, if this job opens up, it'll be – 
I guess you could argue argue Auburn, but in terms of like money and what you'll get paid and resources, I think Texas A&M is probably the best job that would be open. Oh, yeah. Maybe in yeah. college football. I mean, like in terms of like let me let me make sure I phrase this carefully cuz you're already side-eyeing me. Um <laughs> in terms of like if you're a coach and you look at this roster, which is young mm-hmm. and talented, assuming it doesn't leave. And then you look at this staff, which just paid a coach, or you look at this support system, I guess, that paid a coach $85 million to go away. Are you like that job would be very desirable? Like th- this place has yeah. got un- unlimited, like, well, and we know that they resources. do, so you might as well. But in terms of like best job, and we've discussed it at LSU, but um, yes, oh, I agree, yeah, best yes, is but, tough, but it, but Texas A&M but, can do more with resources than LSU. Yeah. Like, they could pay a fucking coach a luxury yacht because he sucks so bad. And he sucks, by the way. Holy cow. Does he? It's bad. And I don't I don't think it's worth them waiting because, again, the other part of this is if you make a change, you may save some of those other guys leaving. You may get some guys that are loyal to him and decide that they're going to leave. But I think you'd be safer getting someone else new in there who's willing to make adjustments to to f- to figure it out, in my if opinion. I, if I had to guess, they'll keep him for a year. Um, I think they, they fire w- him partially through next year. Sorry. Go well, that could through. be. I think, I think, though, from an OC standpoint, that's going to, like, you have to bring in some, somebody. Like, this is, you can't do this. But he still seems very reluctant in the way he talks about it to do that. Like his He's commentary. Not going to. That's the problem. That's that's my thing. Is that that would be my concern as if I was a Texas A and M alum, donor, whatever. That would be my concern as the AD. Would be that he's so adamant about not doing that. Yeah, like and that's stubborn what as shit. Clearly needs to happen. Oh yeah, there is no doubt. There so is basically, no doubt. what you're saying is, I don't care. I'm still going to collect my check, and this is acceptable to me that we aren't even going to make a bowl. Correct. Yes, that is. It's a it's a disaster. So you sorry, I cut you off. Do you you, you think they're going to keep him for a whole year next year and then I do th- it in the like off season of next year? I think they're going to give him a chance to rectify this with mm-hmm. a new OC attached. I it is so much money even for them that they're yeah. probably tied to this for a year, and maybe they restructure the contract or something like that, right? Like or Jimbo says, you know fuck off like which he could do but um it's not a good situation there at all and yet they still have some crazy talented players there so i i think it'll be a year and i think it'll be interesting to see who they bring in as an oc cliff kingsbury by way of example bring bring him in um let's talk football games okay so we have a how would you categorize week 12 oh that's horrible to say out loud week 12 it's a this week could have been so much more. It could have been so much more. That's where in I'm at with of, weeks. In terms of the Pac-12 shitting the bed, <laughs> it like it, specifically that. I'm surprised. I it's taking me this long. Shout out to the Arizona Wildcats for for beating UCLA. That was pretty great. I talked about it on the 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 show that we did, the live show. Even though most of those people don't know that my affiliation there, but. Um, yeah, I just want to say congrats to the Wildcats and keep it up, guys. Oh, boy. Um, so I'll give you another couple examples of this week being odd. Bedlam is this week. I have this in my picks and 
picks and pints. So I'll okay. get to that. No one is talking about this. And this yeah. rivalry is going away because of stupid expansion, and playoff realignment, whatever. Yep. So that's this week. Uh, Old Miss versus Arkansas is a very interesting game that I don't feel like anyone is talking about because Arkansas just, you know, offensively couldn't do much. Kind of like Arkansas in this game. I don't know if this is in your yeah. picks and pints at all. And at the beginning of the year, Texas, Kansas <laughs> would have been a good one. Could have been a good one. Yeah, now it's kind of weird, but there is some history there, at least, to make yeah. it somewhat interesting. Um, we don't have UCLA and USC, either of us, correct? So we correct. should pro- So we should talk about this game. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Caleb Williams' stats for the year? Mm-mm. No. I will read them to you, because I, I saw this the other day. It just looks hilarious. 3,010 passing yards, 31 touchdowns. Two interceptions and six rushing touchdowns. So he has 37 touchdowns. Wait, let's make sure he doesn't have a receiving touchdown. Don't want to short him anything. No receiving touchdown. He has 37 touchdowns and two interceptions. That's pretty good. <laughs> like, I mean, if they win out and don't lose another game, like... He's probably going to win the Heisman. Yeah. He'll like probably he should win the Heisman. Win the Heisman. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Oh, let's get some odds. To be way. fair, though, I always think that the Heisman should be after the playoff because basically what's going to happen is CJ Stroud should win it probably after the playoff is all said and done. Um, but that would not be bad for the bank account, by the way. Same. <laughs> C- Caleb Williams is twelve to one to win the Heisman. Uh, CJ Stroud plus one ten, Hendon Hooker plus three sixty, Blake Corum plus six hundred. Not a bad bet. Blake Corum just runs for one hundred and thirty yards. And like two touchdowns every game. Drake my Drake May plus six fifteen. Caleb Williams plus twelve hundred. Caleb Williams is a pretty good bat right now. Yeah. I don't think I don't think USC is gonna win all their games, but if they do, he's gonna be I mean But yeah, he's gonna be what people are talking about. That's how it's gonna shift. And he's it's gonna be like an easy money. We know that that's happening, sort of like Bryce. Um other games again, I'm gonna call week twelve just a weird week. LSU versus UAB. I don't know why I'm obsessed with this game. The point spread is only 14 and a half. UAB is not a bad team. I think it's because we feel like LSU is not going to make the playoff exciting. So we're, we're hoping and maybe you're a little bit hoping that LSU is tested in a way that we don't necessarily expect before we get to Georgia. I, I just, there's something about that game that stinks. Like, I, I wanted to take UAB in the points. And it stinks like, ooh, like not like it's a bad game. I want to watch. It's like this point spread stinks. UAB is going to keep this close. So I got to define my what stinks is. Uh, Georgia, Kentucky. Yeah, people are going to yell at you. Sorry, people no, are going to no. yell at you for the LSU is ranked number. Yeah. What like, are they, six or five now? Again, my theme of what this week six. could have been. Georgia, yeah. Kentucky. Kentucky was looked pretty good. Five weeks ago. Mm-hmm. This spread at Kentucky is now 22 and a half points. Miami Clemson, right? For the season. I was really looking forward Excited. to this game. Yeah, that was going to be a good one. Clemson minus 19, which doesn't feel like enough. Um, it's just a strange, it's just a strange, strange week in college football. It really is. But and guess what? Illinois, Michigan is another one. Illinois. Like three weeks good ago, defense. this this looked like good a good defense. game. Yeah, so watch them ruin it for us, and 
make the Ohio State game not matter. Watch them pull yeah. in Arizona and just absolutely ruin the head-to-head matchup that we're going to have going forward. I think, I think that's a game that makes some sense. I mean, the that's totals... Actually po- that's actually possible because Illinois' defense is really good. No, it's really good. The total of this one is uh, 41, 41 and a half. So there's not going to be a lot of points scored. I don't know what to make of this week. I said last night when we were doing the stream, I think college football is going to college football. But I'm having yeah. a hard time finding exactly where it's going to happen. But I think it's going to happen. So I a- actually think you, you, you found it in that game. It's a, uh, it's a chicken shit opinion that I have. I but, think Michigan might lose now that I think about it. Ooh. I think you know Il- what? I think Illinois kind of packed it in, but I, I like your faith in that. Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to do picks and pints? Yes. I still have a little beer left. This beer, um, Ninja versus Unicorn, the Cryo. I mean, IPAs need to fucking calm down. Like, But what a great can. Look at that Unicorn. It's a badass unicorn. If you're listening to this on the audio version, you're missing out. Um, So this is a good beer, though, and one of my favorites from Pipeworks, which I've done before. So picks and pints. I had a dreadful gambling week last week. I'll say that. If I'm going to brag when I have a good week, i got to own it when I have a bad week. I had a really bad week. Uh, Not good. Uh, Not a lot went right. I I had a couple of picks that were just truly awful. I did have uh, UConn against Liberty, which felt good. I wish them on, I had them on the money line. I We got to give you a shout-out for your NFL parlay, by the way, before we do this. <laughs> we do. No, this was a great what, – what was your parlay again? I So it was – I just was like, you know what, I'm going to take money lines and get some value on some teams that maybe just aren't expected to win this week. So I took the Packers, the Colts, and the Commanders, and – I honestly, it was like a, it was a Hail Mary because I was just so sick of losing that I was like, you know what, I'm just going to dabble and put, you know, 10 bucks on something that's stupid like this. And uh, it paid out pretty nicely. So I did not, I was stressing. We actually, I told you this story when we were waiting for that basketball game to be over and do the rankings, but I'll, I'll share it with everyone else is that I hadn't watched, I didn't watch the Packers and the Colts. And so I was like, I can't watch the Commanders. Like, I don't want to jinx this by watching the Monday night game. And so I went in the other room and, like, I, my brother was watching it and he had sprinkled a little on the Commanders money line too. And I was, I could hear him reacting to things. I saw the halftime score. I knew what we were going up against. I was like, then at the end of it, I was like on the BR app, just refreshing the little thing, just waiting for it. And I'm hearing my brother react and my mom's like laughing because it's like the two of us are stressing and he's coming to my room to see. I'm like, I'm not watching it. I didn't turn it on. I did not turn it on. And then finally, when we were we were in the clear, I came out and we, we celebrated a little. But yeah, that's that was a, a next a, level, just like heave. It's a great spot. Um, why you would put the commanders in there. Um, I did it because I was like, okay, the Eagles have to lose at some point. Good enough. I did that, lose. You know what I mean? Like, I, they I just... Mean, that, they, that fucking ref situation, that, that game was wild. Yeah, the basement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. The, the, no, yeah, that it cost me was, a It was a roller coaster game. at the end, to be honest with you, because I was also watching the, like, play-by-play and, like, reading stuff, and I was like, penalty, penalty, penalty. I was like, thank God for all these penalties that don't even... I, and the game ends penalty. on a walk-off, like, personal foul, which was a personal foul. I don't know if you saw that play. Yes, um, it was it was the right call. Like, dude could have slowed up, didn't, and then you know, yeah. it, it just wild. Actually, as we were coming on, I saw that 
Heineke got named the starter full time, which he should be. Not to get all NFL. I'm a big fan. All right. So uh, also game day upset. Um, my favorite thing of my Saturday mornings. I do two things when I get up, Age. I tweet from the Iowa City police blotter. That is a tradition. I find my least offensive, most favorite. It's one of the greatest accounts on Twitter. Activities. Like, activities. Yes. And so I do that. Things that are going on. And then uh, and then last, and then I go to the game day upsets, and we start pulling upsets, and then I tweet a gift back to every single request. Every single one. It actually takes a fucking ton of time. Um, but it's worth doing. So uh, when I do that, I, I've, I've enjoyed it immensely. So we're having a lot. We've got a ton of action. We still have to pick the winners from last week, but there's been some really good upsets. So again, municipal clothing, it's been awesome. Post your stuff and tag us in it because we want to see uh, what you guys are getting and we appreciate you guys jumping in. So continue to do so. Now let's pick some winners. We have a couple, let's start, let's start off with some synergy. We are both on Oregon minus three versus Utah. Now I'm a fucking Oregon homer, so I'm going to just, Take a step back. I'm going to let you say, well, you like Oregon versus Utah. I just think Oregon's a better team. I think the Done. loss that they 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 had this past weekend was partially due to some, not refereeing, but, you know, coaching decisions on not putting Bo Nix in when they should have given him time to go in and do the drive. Um, just some weirdness. I know he was hurt, but he seemed fine. He was jumping up and down on the sideline and ready to go. It wasn't a head issue. So, like, what were you doing? Um, yeah, it was but I, I, I ultimately think that, that Georgia, or Georgia, that Oregon, Georgia is the better team, but I think that yes. Oregon is the better team this week. I don't think that Utah, like, dude, Penix is like, that guy's legit. I can't believe that's the same guy from Indiana. And he was like, he was good at Indiana though. He was good, but like, this is different. Like this is like 15 yard completions, like all day. I don't think Utah can do this to Oregon. Yeah. I still think this is no, a tough no, no, place no. to play. No, no, no. Offensively, there's no way. If this game were at Utah, it'd be different. I like Oregon in this game, too. I think Bo Nix is still um, hopefully healthy, going to do Bo Nix things. All right. We also – well, no, I didn't put this on here. But this is – you have a UConn Army play, which I appreciate. <laughs> in my locks, my full locks on Bleacher Report, these are picks and pints. I have a play in this game, but you like that game, which is strange that we both like this game for some reason. Yeah, um, I took UConn Army over 43 and a half. God Why not? You. Um, I have not? Army in this game. UConn and I, UConn, I love y'all, but we're going our separate ways. That's a bonus pick wow. and pine. Yeah, it's the line in this is 10 and a half. It's a little bit weird. UConn football is actually going to be hung over from a win. What a weird okay. year. Okay, um, Baylor plus two and a half versus TCU. Look. I'm shocked that you were betting Baylor. This is um this is like one of the more fucked up point spreads of the year. And you know how I, I enjoy these. Baylor like Baylor just lost 31 to 3. TCU is number four in the country. I know, I know. The entire betting public is going to be all over TCU. I will not be. This is like I was gonna say like cut my arm off if I lose. No, this is I, I I don't Vegas. I'm trusting you. I am trusting you, Vegas, to goat people into to betting TCU and then doing something. Else. The problem is this has happened with TCU all year and they've lost one game against the spread. So 
What am I doing? Bad. What are um, you doing? Okay, what do you have next? Um, I have the Ohio State Maryland under 64 and a half. Because I'm just hoping that Maryland doesn't score. And also, how much how many fucks is Ohio State gonna give about this game? None. Like um get Once to Michigan. They get up they'll they'll roll. I, I like it. I actually do like that. Also, a little like a little gambling advice too for this everybody out there. Check the weather this time of year, especially in games like this. Um, uh, by way of example, a pick. I, I I will sub in a pick for this next one. Iowa yeah. State minus three and a half versus Texas Tech. Uh, it is a high of twenty degrees in Ames on Saturday for a Texas wow. football team that was going to want absolutely nothing to do with that. Iowa State is going to win that game minus three and a half. So just a little, keep an eye on the weather. Was Not, that in your picks and pints? Um, it is in my locks, and I subbed it into picks and pints for ASU. I there we go, boom. You don't want to, you don't want to do that. Okay, yeah. I was like, wait, I don't see that yeah. game on here. Um, cool. I guess the next one for me, I'm gonna go Duke plus seven and a half versus Pitt. Went the other way in locks, but I get it. I understand it. it Duke's had a good year, by the way. Yeah, they have. They won me some money this year, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with them. Um, I'm gonna actually no, I will sub. This is a Thursday night game, so I'm gonna sub. I'm doing some some picks and pines. Yeah, Arizona State plus eight uh, versus Oregon State feels like a weird line. I'm hoping Arizona State finds the rhythm of its rival Arizona from a week ago. Just feels like <laughs> a slippery road game for Oregon State. Arizona State. I, I like this game a lot. I don't like the fact it was at seven and a half, moved up to eight. It's all right. We're still going to ride the Sun Devils. That's weird. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Yes, I know. Um, I mean, I'm talking about gross football games. I'm yeah. going to take um, Boston College Notre Dame's over 44 points. You want to know why I'm doing this? Because Notre Dame's going to take a lead, and then they're going to let Boston College come back and make it close, and there's going to be a lot of points scored. God. That's happened so many times, Notre Dame. Stop doing it. Stop. It does. It does happen though. They're like the TCU, yeah. but not undefeated. So I'm uh, thinking. I'm thinking that that's what's going to be the case this week too. All right, my last one is Bedlam, Oklahoma minus seven versus Oklahoma State. Have you seen the historical like reaction on this game? Like, it is. Uh, <clears throat> it is wild. Like Oklahoma has a ninety to some sort of very small number advantage. I was just looking it up. I, I know Oklahoma State is ranked. They've, like, subbed in their quarterbacks. Oklahoma is bad. Doesn't matter. Oklahoma is going to make a statement in this game. This is basically their Super Bowl because their season has been terrible. Oklahoma is going to win this game by a lot. All right. Okay. Random shit. Random shit. What do you I'm got? I'm going to let you um, – I did have a little bit of a rant, but honestly, um, I don't know if you saw the um, New York Times article about Livy Dunn. And her NIL no. situation. But basically what happened is, is the New York Times came to Livy and said, Livy, you're the highest paid, you know, athlete that makes NIL money. We're going to do a story on you. Turns out the story was that sex sells and that um, there was a comment made by Stanford's women's basketball coach that things like this are moving women's sports backwards. And... It just became this, like, you know, and making comments about how she posts pictures in bikinis and things like that. And it just really bothered me because, like, for me, 
what's moving women's sports back is women making comment on why other what other women should be doing and how they can be female or a female athlete like that just is that's what's setting it back not somebody who's making millions of dollars off it she should be able to make millions of dollars off whatever she wants to make millions of dollars off of and she's also a very competitive athlete so she's good at her sport as well so I think it just all it just bothered me that 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 whole situation they put her in was hey we're doing a story on you and I'm sure she's thinking great I'm gonna be in the New York Times and it became a man writing this article and then quoting a female saying a very prominent female figure in women's sports um, saying that it's setting women's sports back because she's making millions of dollars in NIL money, which is amazing. Just ridiculous. Yeah. Yes. Which is good for her. Like good. It's, good. It's, well, that's as a man jumping into this conversation, it's if she's happy and she's making money, who gives a shit? Who is man, women or otherwise, who are people to say what is setting sports back? Like, exactly. It's just not it's just not appropriate to be saying what a young woman should or shouldn't be doing. It's not your it's not your decision. Just cuz it's what you, something you wouldn't do doesn't make it wrong. Uh no, I agree. Like that's So sorry. That was my very serious rant that I had this week that I was like bottling up and I've just been so no, mad it's about a good it rant. because it's it's frustrating. It's like who cares? Why do you care? No. Also millions in NIL money like Yeah. Oh yeah. Get she, the money. Well, she had millions of followers on social media. It's like she also was a content creator. It's not like she's just one thing and making that money because she's just an athlete. Like she was a creator before that. So uh, people just good won't find her. anything to yell into the abyss about. Exactly. Yes. Good for Livy Dunn. So we're Team Livy Dunn on this podcast. I just like team get money. Like without <laughs> sounding like a pig about it, by the way. I have to like I have to walk this very delicate line of like, hell yeah. Do whatever you want in the bikini photos. Like there's a there's a there's a real place people are listening to this like, hmm. Yeah, the guy on this podcast wants her to keep Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> no, the the female on this podcast would like her to keep well, doing Well, thank it. you Do for you, allowing me to, to be yeah, uh, like a pervert, I what, guess. Yeah, whatever you're comfortable with, do. I, like, who cares? Stop well, telling people they can't do that. I mean, we have this conversation around Paige Sporanic a lot, um, but to have it happen to like a college athlete that they like targeted basically for a story and lied to her essentially Paige, Paige Spearneck you know I played a golden tee game with Paige at the PGA no. merchandise show yes I, I was very nervous she was super nice I, I she's mean, um she's putting the Paige name in great graces so I really oh my I, god I, I she no knows her brand and her content like perfectly like and she's she, hilarious. she's actually really funny. she's very funny oh she was so nice yeah. it was like it was hilarious it was they walked up with cameras. It's like, well, teach Paige how to play a game of golden tea, which, like, okay. <laughs> okay but then I was yeah. nervous, and I, I don't normally get camera shy. I was like, fuck. There's, like, she has a lot of followers. This could be really yeah. bad. Um, but, yeah, no, bad to your original point. Man, win, win, women, otherwise, just get money and do whatever the hell you want. Don't listen to exactly. bozos on the internet. Um, now... To completely change gears, I want to kid, talk about the dumbest, <laughs> the dumbest TV show on TV right now, which is The Curse of Oak Island. Have I ever talked about this show? No. This is purely nerd. You will don't, don't care. So do you know what Oak Island is? Like, no. it, It's this island in Nova Scotia. This is real. It's a treasure hunting show on the History Channel that crazy shit has happened there. 
and it's their 10th season and it started last night. Okay. It's all these goobers, these rich goobers that go and they're digging for gold. Now they've found some amazing shit. They find like, they found like crosses from like 1500 and stuff. So there's some really odd shit that happens, but nothing, they never actually find treasure, but I can't quit this show. Like I Have can't... you watched all 10 seasons? Oh, yeah. Yeah, in fact, I think I found it originally during COVID, and it was like seven or eight seasons, and they're an hour each, and there's like there's like 28 episodes per season. And I was like 4 a.m. watching a shitty treasure hunting show. Um, but I love there's... this show. I do. I love this show. And it's it's... Yeah, you're ranting for something meaningful. I'm ranting for something for shitty treasure hunting. Um, there is always one point in every show where you say something that just makes me laugh I, I just, so hard and I can't keep it together. Normally I'm pretty professional. Even in our live streams, I'll keep it together. But for some reason, wow. it's just always on this show you find something. <laughs> well, I, I know too. Like, my wife hates this show. And I watch it at night, like when I'm winding down. So literally last night I finished writing at like 1130 and I put it on. Mm. She's like, oh Jesus, this shit is back. And I'm like, oh, it's back. Like You're treasure like, hunting. Oh, and she's asleep in two minutes because it's so boring. But yes, Curse of Oak Island. Um, I missed you. My last. I, my, well, my I'm other. Let you. I'm yes. gonna let you ramp it. I remembered another one that I have. Okay. Go, well, go this is this is a quick one. Next week we are gonna talk. Um, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. We're gonna record a little early. We will talk Thanksgiving. We we will find Thanksgiving like themes to do and talk about food. You know, I love to cook turkey, so. The dethawing of the turkeys has officially started as of today. Um, if Folks, if you've not bought your turkeys, like, think about it. There's a turkey shortage. Peanut oil, if you're going to fry your turkeys, get that goddamn peanut oil. I bought mine like three weeks ago. Just, yeah. just prepare accordingly. Like, Thanksgiving I, is lost now. Don't lose Thanksgiving. I can't wait to discuss this next week because I've got something that's probably going to crush just your absolute heart um, to hear how I'm doing Thanksgiving. But um, I already rant. know where this is going, but I don't want to talk <laughs> about it now, but fine. Um, another rant is um, Ticketmaster is oh. my sworn enemy because I can't get Taylor Swift tickets. So if anyone would like to invite me and actually your neighbor, Jason, his wife got tickets and I need you to figure out that situation of, you know what, maybe we just, like, send his sister-in-law somewhere else so I can go to the Taylor Swift concert. That's fair. Um, yeah, just a little saboteur job. Um, yeah. But, so so let me, so when you were on trying to get tickets, was it just the site broken? No, it's, basically you had to be selected to get a pre-sale code. Okay, and I didn't get that, and then I had somebody who did, and then when you get in there, it's just literally you just sit in there for hours upon hours upon hours. And like I, I even looked. Um, it's the worst like ticket situation I've ever like done, and I've done a lot of sporting event ones. Um, I d- I tried to get. Um, well, I looked into what the price would be for the Formula One Grand Prix in Vegas next year. Um, and I sat in a queue with like, that had the same thing where it said 2000 plus people and it moved like relatively quickly. I was only in it for like probably 30 to 45 minutes before it actually let me look at the prices and pick tickets. The Taylor Swift one just like went on forever and never and never and then crashed and there was like issues. Then you have to hop back in. It was just no bueno, but there's, the thing is the presale code and getting the presale code and being able to buy them was the, the issue, the main issue because you got like waitlisted. 
I actually didn't get waitlisted. I just can't. Does she not do tour a lot? Like, does she not go on tour? No, she hasn't toured in a really long time. And I've never actually been to one of her tours because I didn't fully embrace the Taylor Swift thing until later. But she hasn't toured since her reputation tour, I think. Taylor Swift fans are going to come for me. But, um, I'm sure that's yeah, so. really strongly in our demo here. Well, you'd be surprised. <laughs> I, you know what? Um, You're probably right. They're probably yeah. going to come for me uh, for saying that now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, you'd be surprised. If you're a Taylor Swift fan and you listen to this podcast, please tweet at Adam Kramer and at yeah. that sports page. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, she hasn't done it in a while. And this is like a combo of all – it's like called the like Eras Tour, I think. Um, and it's like all of her albums combined because she's redoing all of her albums, re-recording all of them. Because oh, her I masters were sold to somebody else. Yeah, she's re-recording all of them. You didn't hear all this drama. Come I on. no man. Um, basically, there's the drama. Of the fact Island. that like, <laughs> I mean, that's where I'm at. Like, let's be honest. Like, it's like a, that's where I'm at. But, Anyways, there's this whole drama about her masters, and she's re-recording um, all of them. So everything that says Taylor's version is a re-recorded version of the song she had already put out, but she would now own the the rights to those ones and make money off of those. Oh, so, okay. So, yeah, so she's re-recording all of them slowly but surely based on, like, dates and contracts and all of that stuff. But um, this is, like, her heiress tour where she's going to go through a lot of the other, the music and, and do different albums, too. Is, um, I don't listen to a lot of her music, but I just know, okay. like, if I'm an ex, I, um, <laughs> if you're an ex-boyfriend, you're toast, right? Like, it's bad. Yes, but actually... The latest album that she released is called Midnights, and she kind of, like, roasts herself in it, and it was probably one of my favorite albums that she's done because it, yes, she's taken aim at a lot of people who have done her wrong and, you know, been very open about that these songs are, you know, a reflection of things that she's been through and the people that she's encountered. Um, Not even just, like, boyfriends, like, ex-friends, all of those kind of things, Um, situations, things like that, Um, but... I would say this last album that she released, um, like, definitely she took accountability for a lot of the things where she, I mean, there's one of them that she literally says, hi, I'm the problem, it's me, um, where she, like, kind of takes responsibility for the behaviors and the things that she contributed to those sort of things. So I appreciated that. It's about time. Like, 12 (laughs) albums later, I mean, like, you know, like... And about You're going to get Taylor Swift I, fans coming for your neck. I, you I used to really yes. not be that big of a fan of her. I liked her music, but I didn't like that side of it. But then I also, I understand being like a, a woman in that industry. And then, oh, you know, God, your, yeah. your whole life being people discussing your love life and having opinions on what you should and shouldn't do. Sort of like we talked about before. So, no, I appreciate her now. And I, I mean, she's an incredible artist. I just, I'm in awe at her seemingly breaking the entire ticket system. Whether you agree with the ticket system or not, it's, yeah. I think it's cool that she could like literally do that. Like it's you're just in awe of the response of people. Like that's great. Um, the people that, yeah, the people that, follow her and are like major Swifties like you just don't want to cross Swiftie? them Swiftie that's the name Swifties yeah Swifties oh boy, oh boy. You better stop anyway. talking because I'm gonna get in continued trouble um yeah you don't want them coming for you um no that's pretty much it I I think um, um yes go ahead early pod next week yes early pod um fun week we got Michigan Ohio State We've got Turkey. Next week is definitely a wide week. I think our Thanksgiving episodes are like, yeah, there's going to be some, there's going to be some booze. 
We're going to have to record after the playoff ranking. Oh, shit. Yeah, we have to work. Yeah. So I was thinking we maybe we wind after that and do the pod on that day. Yes. So playoff rankings, pod. I think that's the way to do it. Because at least it's, there's not a ridiculous college basketball game that we have to wait for to finish. Thank God. You're just going to jinx us. Well, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, for Paige and Adam, uh, thanks for listening, per usual. Cheers. Cheers.